What's good, guys? Welcome back to a new and another bigger and better episode. This is your favorite podcast, and if it's not your favorite, it's going to be your favorite after you hear this episode. <laughs> no, nah, but for real, y'all, um, thanks for keeping up with me, and continue to follow me on all my social networks under Brianna Betty and the website biggerandbetterpod.com. Wherever you guys may be listening, this is on Apple Podcasts, this is on SoundCloud, um, I'm adding it to YouTube. Follow the new YouTube channel, just starting that um, under Brianna Betty. So Brianna Betty, Bigger and Better Podcast, just look for it and you'll find a way to listen. Because if you're listening right now, hell, why the hell am I promoting it to you? <laughs> but anyways, tell a friend and a friend. Um, so the season is getting closer and closer. Today, though, the shit has really hit the fan because the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have canceled their seasons. And when I say that, I mean, okay, I think they, they knew that once the Big Ten canceled that the Pac-12 would admit, you know, they would eventually follow after. Um, but once the Southern teams start canceling, then I'm really going to be panicked because, Texas and Texas football is everything. It's everything or you get nothing at all. Like they will shut down an entire city for high school football, for Cowboys games. Um, so football is everything here. Uh, UT and U, I mean, I'm sorry, Baylor and A&M. So anyways, once that happens, if the Big 12 shuts down and the ACC shuts down, then I guess college football will be done for, and then that will bring a Saturday night or Saturdays period that will be open for the NFL. And let's just hope we're we're going to continue to talk as if this NFL season is going to happen because I'm going to I'm being positive that we haven't seen that many coronavirus um, tests come out to be positive. Or maybe they're just not, you know, promoting it that much. But it seems like so far so good that they're doing good. Um, so right now I was saying that possibly instead of having Thursday night games, the NFL could move to Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, which will actually, I don't want to say it will cut down on the travel time, but it would be less it will be less hectic. It would make more sense to have games on Saturday if there is no college football, which that's a win, win, win. And they need to cut me my check because I know they're going to end up doing that. <laughs> um, I don't know. So what you guys think? I already tweeted about it. I know a lot of people think that it's gonna that it, it's gonna work perfectly fine like that because people don't like playing on Thursday games anyway, and they've been wanting to include Saturday games. And you know, sometimes during the playoffs, they do include those Saturday games, and the ratings on those games are sky high. Because I mean, first of all, we're in a pandemic. It's a weekend, and people can't even go out. So everybody will be tuned into football. And like I said, over 10 quarterbacks, there's been 10 quarterback changes. There's so much drama, new coaches. Everybody has a new coach, new team names, new stadiums, new quarterbacks. It's going to be a lot of drama, and I feel like everybody will be tuned in. So the NFL should surely adopt the Saturday, Sunday, Monday where you could just, like, hang out on your couch starting on Saturday and then leave your couch Monday night after Monday football, you know, something like that. I think that makes more sense. But we'll see how that goes. Speaking of the coronavirus, 
So I just read that um, Adam Schefter said in a tweet that the Cowboys will be staying, they will be forming their own bubble. And he also said this about the Saints as well. So it seems like some of the teams are catching on to kind of what I was saying, forming your own bubble just like you would have as your normal training camp and creating that as your bubble. I mean, and maybe you have one, you know, one girlfriend and wife or you know, something like that, or maybe they could just visit in and out, anything of that matter, but making sure everybody gets tested and that is limited amount of people being in contact with each other. So I think it's going to work well. I did see a lot of setups. I saw the setups for the Colts, um, and also I, I think I saw the setup for the um, Cardinals. I saw for the Cowboys, and a couple other teams are showing the precautionary measures they're taking. Um, I saw Denver had the misting spray, which they also had that in Mexico. And I, I'm like, if they have that in Mexico, why can't we have that here in America for everybody? But anyways, it's just like a misting sanitizer to spray, you know, spray you all down before you get out there. Um, so I saw that a lot of teams are, you know, they're going every other player, which I thought was really interesting. They have it where... Every other player is offense, defense. That way, if one person gets sick in the locker room, it doesn't take out the entire offensive line or the entire defensive line, you know. So they have it kind of like that, and then I believe they also have it kind of where it's, you know, those who may start and those who may not start as much, kind of like that. And then you want to also keep your quarterback secluded. So I saw a lot of – they have a lot of plexiglass up, cleaning stations, and – you know, there for lunch I saw um, on one of the teams they had something really new, like neat, where you could take an app and then you could just order your food, and then you could just take your food to go, like they weren't eating in the cafeteria. So it's good that people are finally using their damn brains and like you know figuring stuff out, getting shit together. I appreciate that, but I just want to know why does it take men so damn long? to finally get it together. It's like they didn't they didn't decide to start getting it together till they saw everybody in baseball was really fumbling the bag. And I know this is not a baseball show or whatever, but what the hell is going on? I just want to know how in baseball does a pitcher decide that he's going to just go out to the club after he had already violated the rules like a couple weeks ago and just like defiantly was like, no. And he's not even, like, you're not even, I mean, I guess he's good, but he's, like, new on the team. So if people are going to be out doing shit like that, I don't I don't know. But let's just hope that everybody wants to get their money. In baseball, their shit is guaranteed, so they're probably cool, you know. They're not even thinking of consequences, but hopefully the football players, they will be, you know, they'll be thinking a little bit more <laughs> because they'll be thinking about their money, like, First of all, let's just talk about if you don't play and you opt out of, um, you know, opt out of playing this year, you get $150,000. But if you're making $8 million, like one of the players was making $8 million, that's a significant cut because it's not like your bills are going to be cut for the, you know, for the year. Those same bills are going to be coming in with way less money. So I'm thinking that that's how a lot of football players are thinking about shit, so... That's good, right? Um, so that's enough about coronavirus. I know everybody's always talking about fucking coronavirus. It gets on my nerves, but it seems like that's something that it pretty much rules the 
it rules the world right now. <laughs> it rules the world. Who rules the world? Corona. Anyway, so um, so there's another thing. So Deion Sanders was saying that I'm just I'm summarizing things here, but I'm gonna put it all up on the screen. This is some new shit I'm doing. So I'm doing this kind of for my YouTube. So if you're listening on the podcast. Try to check out the YouTube because I'm going to try to put up some more visuals because I'm a visual person. I want to see what the hell I'm talking about. But anyway, so Deion Sanders did a tweet where he was pretty much saying that, you know, yeah, you'll opt out, but football is going to continue on without you. And I mean, he was just saying it bluntly speaking, but he forgot we are in 2020. The year of the the year of the sensitivity, you know, the the year of the um, you can't say that. Is this you? Oh, no, you didn't. We're in that year. You cannot even say your own personal opinion because if it differs from other people, then they try to stone you to death. Like, everybody should be entitled to their opinion, whether it differs from yours. I mean, you may not like it, but it's like, okay, that's their opinion. So, anyways, all he said was straight facts, and people jumped down his throat like he was saying, like he was saying something negative about people who are opting out which he is not. If you choose to opt out of the season, wow. Like, first of all, props to you because that takes so much courage for you to opt out of, first of all, your normal lifestyle, your normal living situation, something that you love, your money, all of those things, your whole life changes. And a lot of people who did opt out, they have families, um, young children or babies, things of that matter. Okay, and that is definitely the number one. And I don't feel like Deion Sanders was saying that shouldn't be the number one. He was simply saying if you are opting out, do know that during that year that you're off, whoever is taking your place, they might have a hell of a year, so much of a year that they forget about you and your spot is no longer guaranteed. And word on the street is that you're only going to be making that money like the 150000 that you get, you may have to pay that back if you do not get a spot on the roster the next year. So that's where we kind of like, I mean, who knows if that's true. I mean, I heard that through the grapevine. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? And I feel like Deion Sanders was just simply stating that, and people really got upset. They really got upset. And I, it's just like we shouldn't be so sensitive I know every if you listen to this show, then you're not sensitive at all. But people shouldn't be so sensitive. Everybody is not going to agree with your opinion. Like, be able to agree to disagree. Okay, so that's that on that. So just people, chill out. Deion Sanders is a legend. He was just stating facts. Cuss your panties. Take your tampon out. <laughs> um. So another thing, let's see, Um. pretty much... We are going to be ready for the season. Tonight, Hard Knocks comes on, and this is with the L.A. Rams and the L.A. Chargers. They're going to be showing off their new stadium, which the Cowboys will be coming in to destroy and give them their first L. <laughs> they will help them christen their stadium with their L. Um, but that's going to be on tonight on HBO. That should be interesting. I did see a little preview. I, I would like to see, you know, how they are going about their training camp as far as everything that's happening with um, COVID-19 and just 
not being able to see each other during the off season and just the dynamic of their team after going from the Super Bowl to just who the hell is the team and now you have a new stadium but now you can't play in the stadium. I mean, now you can't play in the stadium with fans to the capacity like you thought, like just a whole lot of different stuff. So that should be interesting. The Chargers have a new quarterback. Um, He's a rookie. It should be interesting dynamic to see how him and Tyrod Taylor, just how does Tyrod Taylor treat him? I mean, is he babying him or is he making him carry his bag? Like, I like kind of I like seeing how they act. I like seeing the team dynamic, and you can really tell a lot about the team dynamic. Like years ago, maybe like two years ago, I think we were watching maybe the Buccaneers, Hard Knocks, maybe like when I first started the podcast. And I could see that the Buccaneers were a good team. The team dynamics was amazing. I thought they were going to be a good team. And all they're going to do is replace Jameis Winston. That's kind of scary because they were already a good team. They already had good team dynamics. Of course, they, they switched out a few players, but they've kept a lot of their key people. So Hard Knocks, I feel like I like Hard Knocks. Each team should have their own version of Hard Knocks, and they should have that on their own YouTube channel. Like, I'm always thinking of marketing shit. Like, teams, if you're out there, y'all should, everybody should have their own version of Hard Knocks because I want to see. I want to see who's getting cussed out. I want to see those fights. I like when they show the fights between the offense and the defense. <laughs> I like petty shit. Um, But, yeah, so y'all check that out tonight. When I get back on here, I'll be able to talk to y'all about it and see. I mean, I don't even know if I have HBO. Because there's nothing ever on HBO, but I'm going to check. I think I do have that, actually. Let me check. Um, Something else. This is all I'm freestyling. I should have wrote some notes down today, but I really didn't. Um, I just saw that college football was getting canceled. I was like, let me just hop on here. Uh, some other things I'm looking forward to. Pretty much Mike McCarthy... Um, he says that the Cowboys will all the Cowboys need is a little bit of luck. And this is just things that I've already told you guys. Like eight games were decided between a touchdown. So once the Cowboys get a little bit of luck, which this year, this is our lucky year. Every other year is a bad year. So y'all can stop with the eight and eight jokes. Check our record. Check our record the last couple years. Even though we did go 8-8 eight eight this year, but we, we've we had winning records before. So he said with a little luck, we'll be good. So that's what it is. Um, last time I talked to you guys, I talked a little bit about Tua. I did see Joe Burrow throwing, and Joe Burrow looks good. He looks good. He looks like McCoy. He looks so innocent. I can't wait for him to, like, get a beard and, you know, be a man's man. <laughs> I mean, not saying that people without a beard are a man-man. But, you know, once you grow up, um, I did watch a little special on his team and how um, I believe Joe Mixon, that he is a really good running back. That's something that I did not really pay attention to before. So if he has a good running back, he has a good wide receiver. And they said that his tight end is pretty good. And... They drafted another good wide receiver. I want to say his last name is Higgins. Now, I start thinking, I mean, maybe the Bengals, I did. I gave the Bengals about six or seven games. I was thinking, should I give them more? I mean, this is such a crazy season. I've seen crazier things happen. But that brings me to the question, who do you guys think 
will be better this season and who will rule who will rule Ohio? Will it be the Cincinnati Bengals? Who they? <laughs> or will it be um the other team, the bad news team? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Or will it be Baker Mayfield and his Browns? I don't know. I'm not sure which team will be better, um, but most people will say that, yeah, the Browns are equipped to win now. The You know, the Bengals still have a few more pieces. They have a rookie quarterback. But, shit, the way Baker Mayfield was throwing last year, he <laughs> it seemed like he regressed. So, I don't know. You never know. A lot of players, they come out, they're really good in their rookie season, and then once people get tape on them, that sophomore slump really hits. So... Um, another big question that's out there while we're talking about all these different quarterbacks is which quarterback or which quarterbacks, I should say, had the most pressure on them for this season? Like who needs to who needs to win? And I've done my own analysis in my mind and I've come up with a few. So of course Dak Prescott because he needs his he needs to make his money. Like, he needs to make his money, he needs to get his contract, and he bet on himself. So, Dak, of course. Um, Cam, of course, Cam, because he needs to prove everybody wrong. He needs to prove all the haters and the doubters and the people that overlooked him. He needs to prove them wrong, like this is his breakout year again. So, of course, Cam. And then I start thinking, okay, Tom Brady. Tom Brady really, he doesn't really need to prove himself. It would be great if he wins another Super Bowl. For him, not for me. Not I mean, Tom Brady, you cool and all, but I don't want you to win another Super Bowl. I want my Cowboys to finally win something. But, I mean, it would be good for him. But I don't feel like he has pressure on him. Like, this is his retirement party. You know, like, right before you retire, you go take an easy-ass job so you could, like, you know, you could coast, coast into your retirement. I feel like that's what this is. But, of course, he's going to be hungry. He's always hungry. He's Tom Brady. Um, but if we're looking at other ones, how come nobody's saying anything about Teddy Bridgewater? This will be his first time having his own team again since he left the Vikings and since his tragic injury. And nobody's saying anything about him having pressure. He needs to show people why they chose him over Cam. I don't I don't see why nobody's bringing that up at all. And I'm guessing it's because the Carolina Panthers are like a small market team. Nobody really talks about them. But I'm trying to show love to all my teams. I try to talk about a different team each time, y'all. Let me know if I'm not talking shit about your team. I will. I will get on the mic and do them in. <laughs> um, some other teams that I hardly talk about, let's see, the Vikings. I believe the Vikings are going to be pretty scary. I don't feel like Kirk Cousins has that pressure on him anymore, but it is kind of crazy because he kind of does need to do more than what Case Keenum did, and he has yet to do that. And Case Keenum took them far. I mean, by luck or whatever. Another person is Drew Brees. Why don't more pressure be on Drew Brees? Every year y'all say, the Saints going to win, the Saints going to win. Saints going to win a championship. They're the best team. I hear that almost every year. Literally the last three years, that's what people have been saying. And I'm not saying the Saints, they're not going to win. I'm just saying, when are they going to win? When, when? 
I'm just asking a question. I when is it? Because if they don't win this year, I believe it's time for y'all to start start asking about Mr. Flag. I mean, Mr. Drew Brees. <laughs> Ask about Mr. Drew Brees. There should be some question. There should be some pressure on him. If, and I'm going to go out with this one. If Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers are as good as y'all say they are, why? Do they only have one Super Bowl? And then Tom Brady has six. Six to one. Wow. That blows my mind because more pressure needs to be on Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers to make it and to win another Super Bowl. They have the same amount of Super Bowls as Patrick Mahomes, who has been in the league for like four years. So that's who the pressure is on those quarterbacks and I said what I said but thank you guys I am happy that you guys are joining me for another episode of bigger and better podcast make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the YouTube follow me on Instagram Twitter um bomb 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 everything everything guys I appreciate all the love and I'll continue to chat back with y'all Send me any suggestions or questions at biggerbetterpod.com. Mwah.